Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer-related. I am Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and this is episode 421. Of course, we're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. If you're watching on YouTube or on the site, go ahead and click subscribe, click like, throw a comment in there, whether it's your weekly bomb or your question of the week answer, or you just have something you want to tell the panel, panel feed that algorithm, help us out. And if you like what we do here, tell all of your friends. We've got news to get to, weekly bombs to get to, question of the weeks to get to. And of course, we'll be picking live our winner for our Guild Wars 2 giveaway. So we'll be doing that in just a few minutes. Let's get started, though, by introducing Mr. Jason Winter. What's up, sir? How are you? Heard a weird noise from my room somewhere, so I'm a little concerned that the house <laughs> is falling apart. But otherwise, I'm fine. <laughs> that is, That is not... That is not good. What it's you, fine. It's totally fine. What do you got in the in the background there? It looks like you your little like waifu phone number black book well, notebook well, thing. We, we had a uh, we had some Aura Kingdom news this week, so that got me thinking of Aura Kingdom and the time that uh, Area Games flew me out there to uh, back back in December of 2013. Not long ago, like. And I had an ice storm on my way back in. But anyway, but yeah, so they gave me the notebook, gave me a few of the notebooks, and uh, even some decks of Aura Kingdom cards, which I have somewhere. Nice. So, yeah, they do have an update going on. Yeah, Lots of Gamigo yeah. updates. We, like, actually had to jam them all together into one piece because we weren't about to give Gamigo, like, seven press posts on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, but damn, guys, come on. Also on the line, uh, Ms. Coyland Bowers, what's up, Q? Yeah, that was just really weird for a second. I was <laughs> choking on my spit. That's what okay. happened. I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering. I mean, you had to go ahead and point it out. Couldn't just let it roll and keep going. Yes, I was choking no, no, no. on my own spit this, trying to introduce this is, you. This is way funnier. You have lots of stuff in the background. Is there something you want to point at and, and talk about there since Jason got his, his book? Um, hmm. Something so, cool you got back there? The, the very, the same old crap every week. I put something yeah, different up. The very bottom piece over here is, I, I don't know if you can tell, it's it's an Okami uh, Oh, yeah, now I can tell now that you've said it, yes. Right, so it was a Christmas birthday gift from Yod's wife. Oh, all right. Yod, uh, our host over with Jason and I over on Gaming Gumbo on Ready Check Radio. Nice. Jason, I was thinking That's when you talk about plugin. Aura Kingdom, I have a metal lunchbox from Spirit Tales, if you remember wow. that game. Yeah, it's it's back Barely. here. You can't you can't see it, but it's it's back here to my right. A metal lunchbox from Spirit Tales. Uh that's enough of the cool stuff. Let's get started with the news. But that's enough of the cool stuff. We're not going to talk about anything cool from now on, the rest of the show. You know, I think the rest of the show is just going to make Yeah, during the videos, you guys are muted, so nobody heard what Jason said. But, yeah, he did oh. call me out again on, oh, that's the cool stuff, so none of the news is cool. We're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with the cool I'm stuff. I thought about it as soon as I said it. I was like, yeah, that kind of came out wrong. But, I mean, some of this yeah, news isn't cool. you can just leave right cool, now. The rest though. of the is going to be boring. Some of this news isn't cool, though. We do want to give a couple yeah. updates on pieces. Uh, and obviously, we are not, you know, unaware of the condition of the world right now 
being in a, a bit of a tizzy and some nasty stuff going on in other places. Our hearts and thoughts, obviously, with everyone in the Ukraine and hoping this gets put to bed very, very quickly. Uh, yeah. So let's, if we can distract for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, that's that's what we're here to do. Take your mind off things, and obviously we hope everybody stays as safe as humanly possible. So on the Microsoft Activision Blizzard front, got a couple interesting, like, small tidbits as the SEC filings are starting to be combed over. Yeah, there was that whole initial thing where people were like, oh, they said it's, they're, they said they're, nobody's trying to unionize, Jason, and they lied, they lied. No, they didn't technically lie by what that form was looking for, so we didn't cover any of that stupid stuff. But we did think this was a little interesting. We all thought, hey, you know, Microsoft was getting in while the getting was good, right? The stock price for Activision was, Blizzard was down. It was having bad news after bad news after bad news, dropping the stock price more. Swoop in and buy it while it is cheaper. Yeah, that's just kind of business sense. But what we really didn't know, Jason, is exactly, like, they seem to be almost like a buzzard flying over what they thought might be a corpse, and the minute it became a corpse, they jumped in ASAP. I mean, they were there ASAP. Yeah. So there was the Wall Street Journal uh, expose on, you know, exactly what Bobby Kotick had done and all of his misdeeds and so forth and whatever, and that came out on November 16th. So this is no. this is not like right after California presses charges. This is months no. later when Wall Street Journal says Bobby Kotick knew. And by the way, they alleged he participated. He was a harasser himself. Yes. So after that came out, you had uh, a couple days later, you know, Phil Spencer said that they were evaluating their relationship with Activision Blizzard. Something we talked yeah. about on a cast, yeah. Yep, so and then just a day after that, and one was one day after that, two days after that, whatever. That was when Phil called uh, Phil Spencer called Bobby Kotick, got him in touch with Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, and then they started actually talking about a deal. So the timing on it is interesting in that you have as soon as those allegations come out, that's when they start getting serious about starting up the acquisition talks, which, by the way, of course, happened after Phil Spencer said his thing, which. Makes you wonder a little bit about the exact timing and, and the motivation on his part as well. Yeah, and it is a little questionable, even from a like a tampering almost mm-hmm. front cue, right? Because you have the head of Xbox publicly saying we're evaluating our relationship with a triple A big money gaming company. And that's certainly, I mean, there there really wasn't a lot of time for a reaction, right? Because we're talking about a 24-hour window. But that could certainly be interpreted as trying to influence the stock price. I would imagine shareholders in Activision Blizzard would not like to hear news that somebody as big as Microsoft is considering uh, their relationship with that company. I think I think it's a gray area. Like I don't think anything nefarious actually happened with those comments personally, but just because the turnaround time is too fast. Like, I think if you want those comments to impact the stock price to get it even cheaper, you let those comments sit for a week or so, not immediately the next day try to buy them. But there is definitely that perception, Q. It's not, I think, unusual for when stuff happens, right? You just kind of see stocks kind of go after a comment like that within a 24-hour period. 
for you know maybe not stay down and yeah yeah but the way the purchase and everything is you know these purchases go i don't know how like when they when they first say hey we want to buy you after the stocks drop for a little bit like the day after they make a comment they're not necessarily gonna get activision blizzard for the drop stock price are they right within that 24-hour period like there's but it does give you a little bargaining power as far as this is what we're willing to pay it's also i think important to note here jason that phil spencer and xbox weren't the only companies to have said something similar right this was like a an industry-wide thing where sony said something and microsoft said something and other smaller companies said things so yeah i kind of think yeah it doesn't look great especially now that we know how fast you tried to swoop in and buy them but ultimately probably didn't have much of an impact on on anything um on this front though (laughs) not even all the shareholders are on board with this sale much less the sec and and everybody that's going to be doing their due diligence on this sale as we did find out yesterday there are uh, there's a shareholder that is now suing Activision Blizzard saying that this sale is purely just to take advantage of the situation and profit all of the people that are already getting insanely rich. And by the way, Bobby Kotick is set up to get huge bonuses if he can prove, Jason, that the culture has changed. You know, So let's measure you on something that is almost impossible to measure in a real meaningful change way and bonus you accordingly. And some people might not be thrilled to know that it could be on longer than originally thought. So a lot of oddball small news. Go ahead, Jason. By some people, you mean everybody except him. Right, yeah. That's, who, that's who's not happy about it. <laughs> right. Pretty right. much. Right. I wonder, Literally though, every person on the planet. Of, you know, the culture changing, do they just have a big sign up in Blizzard Activision now that's basically like X amount of days since? Yeah, so like the the objectives they put on it, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, they were things like, you know, the diversity committee thing, uh, creating that committee, and then also a commitment to hiring more women and uh, BIPOC employees and diverse non-binary employees. Like those types of things, I guess I guess technically are measurable, right? How many women did we hire over the last six months? How many men did we hire over the last six months? Is this diversity commu- uh, committee created? But to me, culture change, those are the bare minimum steps to start a long-term culture change. You don't have a culture change because you were hiring 20% women and now you're hiring 40% women. That's not just because you hire up doesn't mean you're treating them right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's the the things you would want to see there aren't really things that you can measure by a meaningful metric, but he's going to get this bonus anyway. Like, I just, you know. Yeah, he is. Unreal. (laughs) Unreal. Uh, On the Elder Scrolls Online side of things, actually, on the all. Bethesda side of things. A little bit of interesting news that Jason and I, you, we were kind of bantering back and forth on, mm-hmm. on why this might be the case. Like, where is this coming from? Bethesda's going to shut down its launcher. And next month, well, a little more than next month, in April, we'll get directions on anything you need to do because all of your games on the Bethesda launcher, including Elder Scrolls Online, which I'm showing a little fun B-roll of their upcoming expansion, uh, they are shifting over to Steam. 
They're just dropping the launcher entirely. And so, Jason, the first question you came out with was, why would you do that? Like, why would you... Bethesda... Granted, there are all these companies have their own damn launchers. It's annoying, and some of them have no right having their own launchers. But Bethesda is one of those companies that you have enough games, you have enough big games, you have enough of a player base that it kind of makes sense to maybe have your own launcher and not share profits with anybody. Why shut that down and put it on Steam where you're going to have to share up to 30% of any revenue generated through the Steam platform? It's kind of a, a weird play there. Second question is... With Microsoft buying them, why is it going to Steam and not the Microsoft Store? Not that I would want it to, <laughs> but why wouldn't it go to the Microsoft Store? So there's kind of weird, you know, are the player bases in trouble? And maybe 70% of what you think you can get on Steam is is better than 0% of nobody coming over? I, or is this a Microsoft directive of staying in line with Phil Spencer's of let's make games available on as many different areas as we can and as many platforms as we can. I'm not exactly sure what the play is here and why. I mean, the more I've thought about it, the more I've wondered that, uh, like, for instance, when I when I first bought Skyrim right. back in, like, 2011, I had to register it on Steam. Like, that was the only option. Yeah. Now, obviously, there have been a lot more since, a lot more versions of Skyrim since then. A lot of which you could do via the Bethesda launcher and so forth. But I wonder now... What is the percentage of people playing Skyrim on, say, Steam versus Bethesda Launcher? If it's like 90-10, maybe they realize, and, and that would probably be one of the, and that's you know, still their biggest, probably the, maybe Elder Scrolls Online, but right. Skyrim is still probably their biggest thing. It makes you wonder if, they, if it really is even worth it, if there's enough people using the Bethesda Launcher that they think it's still worth it to keep that thing running. Yeah, so cor maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, the Bethesda Launcher was a late thing right like did, yeah was like at least after skyrim Leo, yeah after, yeah so the I think it first like arrived around the time they did uh fallout shelter uh elder scrolls online i think i, I played that via the uh the launchers like 2014 or so maybe they really started pushing it with fallout shelter when they brought it to pc yeah maybe remember it was mobile and then they were like oh but this mm -hmm. is here right right so yeah, at least it's a little later, but at least in time for that, in time for Fallout Four, you know, stuff like that. So, so why not the Microsoft Store, right? I mean, that, own... that I can't answer. <laughs> that one I don't know. Yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it, Q? Like Microsoft saying, "Eh, that's fine. Yeah, let's see it. Let, let's share it on odd. Steam." It is a little odd, but there there is. I mean, they would have to do stuff for it, I think. But there is one benefit to being on um, Steam. And that's uh, with the 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 NVIDIA GeForce Now thing. Oh, yeah. You can tie in yeah. Steam account and play your Steam games through the cloud. So, I mean, they're, they're, but obviously the each game developer has to do their improvement stuff or whatever on it. So maybe that's a benefit. KMAX saying ESO on Steam just opens its own, own launcher anyway. Yeah, we're not talking about the launcher for the specific game. Like ESO has, yes, its own launcher. Yeah, we're talking about the actual Bethesda.net launcher. launcher that has, you know, the, their version of Battle.net. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I was already playing them on Steam anyway. So I guess it's... <laughs> Doesn't really affect you? Doesn't really affect me. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll What'll see. be interesting is when we look at Steam charts after this goes live and see if there's... We'll see what the difference is in like Elder Scrolls Online or Skyrim or whatever and see... Yeah. So we have a good idea yeah, good of how call. many people were playing on... Yeah, good call. You are, you are essentially yeah. destroying your cover 
of <laughs> Steam charts isn't our entire player base, right? We, there are yeah. people using the Bethesda launcher. Of course, we can't get like the console players of ESO and stuff like that, sure. but PC is generally going to be the largest audience there, so we'll be able to see the exact sizes of those audiences soon. Mm -hmm. As we all make the migration, stay tuned. They'll be giving us some uh, more details in March on that change coming up later this year. We have not done a lot of reporting on this game. Uh, and there's a reason. One, basically all of us behind the scenes were like, nah, this is, this is kind of scammy from day one. And we weren't the only ones. By far, we weren't the only ones. Two, they bombarded me with press releases all the time. Friday. All the time. Usually, yeah, on Friday, close of business. And they were usually not that great. It wasn't like, hey, Arx, here's details on our expansion. Like, it was, yeah. Update 34.8.3. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. the other thing was, it was update 34.8, which had the same information from update 34.7, <laughs> which had the same information from update, like... <laughs> Yeah, so generally none of us, there are articles, I think the last time we wrote about it was almost a year ago, uh, mm. and we're talking about Shroud of the Avatar. Now, we did write up about it this week because there's been a lot of questions surrounding Shroud of the Avatar, not just through the years in like the weird Richard Garriott selling his hair and stuff like that, and and his, I think his blood at one point, I, mm. I, if I remember right. And then like crowdfunding and this type of investment. And then they partnered with Seed Invest to get investments through there. And while crowdfunding, yeah, I mean, you're kind of at the mercy of maybe the product comes out or maybe it doesn't come out. When you start using Seed Invest, there are like legal ramifications in making sure those investments are paid out. It, everything just started to get very, very weird. And Seed Invest really didn't comment on it for a long time. They broke that silence, and yeah, it's not looking any better for Shroud of the Avatar now than it was six months ago or a year ago, Mr. Winter. Yeah, so uh, apparently the Seed Invest said that, quote, Portalarian had obligations to Seed Invest backers. Specifically, it was required to file annual reports with the SEC to provide transparency to investors, which it didn't do in 2019 or 2020, apparently going so far as to have deleted parts of its documentation on the Seed Invest website. So they're actually not filing annual reports that the Securities and Exchanges Commission requires them to file, mm -hmm. and they haven't done it for multiple years. You would think that would, re re that would result in some sort of bad thing happening, but I guess the SEC is just busy with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> they're busy with Microsoft and, and Blizzard. But they weren't in 2019 and 2020, so I don't know. There are a stunning 43 people playing on Steam right now. Yeah. A stunning 43 players, Q. You know, to really, really push that game, right? Because I, I, I uh, backed Camelot Unchained, like, mm. really early Did on. you really? Like, yeah, like $25 or whatever. And to really push this, they did some sort of thing where they teamed up with Camelot Unchained, which is how I ended up getting all of Portalarium's emails. Because then they were, they basically, Camelot Unchained was like, here, have access to our customer base too. <laughs> oh, God. 
Seed Invest yeah. has basically told its investors, yeah, don't expect any return here um, of any type. And uh, yeah, we've we've tried, but yeah. we just can't get in touch with them. Basically. And massively <laughs> OP uh, had some of the quotes that we're using here. They received some of the quotes here, so credit to to them on the reporting for some of these quotes. But yeah, according to Seed Invest, there's just like not, there's there's a question on is it even worth going after them legally, as far as time and money. I mean, Garriott bailed on this a while ago, like a while ago. Uh, but apparently, still quietly, still yeah, yeah. He's really officially attached. Yeah, he says nice things occasionally. It's very weird. I never tried it because the whole thing just seems scammy to me personally. And then obviously, we weren't covering non-free to play, so we didn't really cover Shroud of the. But Al then it Avatar, went free to play. But then it went so. free to play, and so we picked up the coverage a little bit. And then we all got kind of annoyed with where it was going, and was just like. We'll post this if we're really, really slow this day. They did a festival to celebrate the birthday of one of their founders. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Seed Invest can't get a hold of them. I got a press release from them last week for, yeah, for no their valent or the week before for their Valentine's Day event in game. I don't know. You would like their email. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like their email, Seed Invest, <laughs> give me a call. Give me a call. We'll send you their email. All right, before we move along here, let's pick our Guild Wars 2 winner again. Thank you for ArenaNet uh, on this one. You're going to get headphones. You're going to get a mouse. You're going to get concept art on glass. You're going to get a copy of the game, End of Dragons, when it comes out. You had to comment on MMOBomb.com's post of the, the uh, Always Online podcast to be entered. Yes, somebody said, "Is does it count if I just say mounted? Yeah, I put you on the winner's list here. You didn't have to answer the question of the week or give your weekly bomb. That just made it really easy for you. Uh, those of you that commented something totally else, it's totally different, you are entered here too as well. So here's how we're going to pick the winner. It is going to be random. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a list of everybody that commented on MMOBomb.com's post for the Always Online podcast. Your name shows up once. There was one or two of you that commented once or twice, breaking your question. of the, You only get one entry. So everybody has one entry. And I have you all listed here in the order that you appear on MMOBomb.com, which is most recent to oldest. So no favoritism here. Uh, I also have a random number generator up. Boop, right there. Jason, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to give me a number between one and five. Before you do, here's what we're going to do. I will trigger the random number generator. Uh, actually, i got to resize this just a little so I can, yeah, there we go. Get the generate button. Um, I will trigger the generator that number of times. So if you say one, I'm going to roll it once. And that number is our winner. If you say three, I'm going to roll it three times. The first two don't count. The third one indicates our winner. Now, ArenaNet is shipping these prizes within the United States. So if you are inside the United States and you win, I, I will email you from magicman at mmobomb.com. So adjust your spam filters accordingly uh, to obtain your address. And I will share it with ArenaNet. Full disclosure, I will be giving your address to them. We left ours open to the entire globe, though. So if the winner is outside of the United States, we will contact ArenaNet. They will ship it to me. I will repackage it and ship it to you at our expense to get it to you. 
if they'll give me the code for the game via email, I'll I'll email you the code so you at least have that ahead of launch. But the physical goods will be mailed. All right, Jason, a number between one and five, please. I don't want to make too much work for you, but also I, I because I want to get this cast done because I have the pizza coming <laughs> afterwards. But I want to make some work for you, so I'm going to go with four. Four. All right, four. So this is roll number one. That do- And ironically, we got a one. That doesn't count. Number two doesn't count. Number three doesn't count. Number four. We get 24. Let me go to my, my list. You got one twice. I did. Yeah. Uh, Driz- the first guy combat is so mad. The winner is Driznit86ZBT. Driznit86ZBT. If you're in chat under some other name, say hi and let me know. If you're not and you're watching this on YouTube, Driz, go check your email. Go check your spam folder. You're going to get an email from me asking for your shipping address for this prize. However, if you do not reply to me within three days, so by Sunday night, I got to give it to somebody else. I got I to gotta roll. So I'll send you the email tonight. I need to hear from you by Monday. By Monday. Moving on with the news. Congrats, Drizk. Thanks again to ArenaNet for that prize. A couple of weird just little tidbits for you that I was like, well, I, I'm not really sure what's going on with this. Uh, we've got a couple games Whoops, appearing. There we go. Uh, just appearing a video on Steam. Appearing. Yeah, just appearing <laughs> on Steam. Now, we knew Fallen Earth was making its little comeback where they were, Q, you had covered that, I think, where they were just like, you know what, we're going to put the game back up. We don't know when. And poof. Oh, oh shit, it's up. Uh, and we got that. But your your team, your friends over at High res appear to also have pushed Global Agenda back on Steam you're going to have to go to MMOBomb.com and click on the article to get the link because you can't search it through Steam. It's delisted there for now for whatever reason. But if you want to go relive Global Agenda or Fallen Earth, uh, you can do so on Steam right now. Q, you going to be playing? No. No. <laughs> i got other things I'm doing. I'm a little unsure why this one's back, unless maybe it's a tease for we intend to do something with the IP. I mean, it, it totally could be. They've got Which enough. is absolutely a high-res way to do things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know what the high-res way is anymore. It's whatever <laughs> random crap they come up with. C-Swag, you downloaded Global Agenda. You couldn't resist, huh? You were like, oh, my God, it's back. It's back. I thought about it. I played a bit Did of this you back really? in the day. Yeah. I like the PvP in it. I had never played it. I had never played it. I mean, do you think now Tribes fans are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's ours? They, they tried with Tribes, though. They said yeah, they, they, they talked about how much they tried, and they just could not. Tried. They could not nail it. Like, they let it last for so long trying to get it right, and then they were finally just, you know, like, you know what? <laughs> hey, I mean, Plus, Tribes would cost them money. I, I think I think they gotta be planning to do something with the IP. There's like zero reason to bring this back on Steam, even delisted. Besides, like I mean, it does create a little news for them, I guess. But what what does that do for you four days after that news is shared on all the websites mm-hmm. that hey, you can go play this if you want to? Uh, I I think it's gotta does be it, like a little tease. Does it say which um which company it's now under? It says high res on the Steam page. Well, so yeah, talking about a bunch of sub companies. Oh, it just said, uh, yeah, it just yeah, says yeah, yeah. high res. Yeah, it just says okay. high res. Yeah. 
because I was trying to figure out maybe, you know, if it was Titan Four. Yeah, one of those like 70 companies that they (laughs) they put under them. Tencent back in a buying mood, picking up Inflexion Games. They're the developer of the upcoming game Nightingale, which, Jason, you kind of thought was a little interesting when we first saw it revealed and have been keeping an eye on just like what's going on with it. But, uh, yeah, Improbable, the company that owned Inflexion, basically sold off its gaming studios like and and Inflexion was the the big por- portion of that I, i'm not sure why you know maybe it's just like i don't know we you know what we're not that great at games let's just uh let these people who are good at when's games last, and we'll sell them off so when's the last time we talked about scavengers that's true yeah uh, <laughs> that's true how many, how many players is that down to on steam I don't know. I got an email from them yesterday. I didn't even assign it because it was hardly <laughs> it was hardly news. Like it was two sentences about a boss being added. I was like, they have ninety seven after a debut of thirty eight hundred. About it more recently than say uh, Shroud of the Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their Steam charts every every month. Their monthly gain is a negative ten percent or worse. Oof. Oof. I mean, this probably isn't going to do anything to Nightingale, right? Probably, no. Yeah, I can't imagine like Tencent wanting huge changes on that at this point. That game's Tencent pretty far really in development. never really messes with games. No. They tend to leave those alone. Yeah, you're right. They tend to, if they're going to mess with something, they do it after the fact. They're like, yeah, that failed. You're not doing that again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's basically like the bulk of it, that yeah. kind of thing. It's not like them coming in and being like, all right, you need to go in and change all of these, <laughs> these things and add add this you know monetization thing yeah. like they just companies kind of although, do their own stuff although boy are, are they hearing about it for the next thing we're going to talk about about Tencent <laughs> owning and changing things yeah so on the path of exile front maybe not all roses over there Jason what the hell's going on people nobody's ever mad at path of exile what's besides well, yeah, besides always yeah. besides oh. like bugs and performance but this is more payment and cosmetics and monetization I mean, it is the paragon of that, right? It is the paragon of free-to-play monetization. How'd they screw this up? They put in a battle pass. They've made it overpriced for what they offer, and they made it only available for things that are difficult to get in the first place. So, yeah, the, the Kirax Vault Pass costs $30, has a bunch of achievements, 117 of them total. I don't know how hard some of these are. So maybe, and I, I know some projects, a lot of people will just like spit that out in like three days or whatever. But the thing is, what they do is they offer additional cosmetic effects for certain items, but only for the individual items. So the seven things in there, seven or eight, I think seven. Oh, uh, yeah, seven. No, so eight, eight. You get one for buying it and then seven more. So eight total. But they only apply to a single individual rare item that you might have or you might not have, which apparently even the hardcore players are saying are really hard to get. So you have to get the thing. You have to pay $30. Then you have to do the achievements to get all the stuff to to get the effect for the thing, and that's not just not going over very well. Even the mighty fall, even the mighty fall, raging with the sub. Thanks so much, much appreciated. Uh, hey, this is good news. Some contract QA testers are about to be brought on to Epic Games as full time employees with benefits. And this is something I would love to see, and I think all of us would love to see across the industry, uh, as they are brought on. Now, it's not all of them, 
they did say um, that is at will employment and that they won't be able to make the offer to everyone, noting that some exceptions where it makes sense for both the worker and Epic to keep things as they are, a.k.a. under contract. So that's good. Uh, Jameson saying, as a veteran football ser- as the veteran football series continues to gain traction, player ratings are more. What the hell is this? <laughs> this is somebody somebody talking about buying Madden coins. I'm gonna have to delete that. I thought it was actually a thought on the article. Uh, no, don't buy Madden coins. <laughs> wow, so, we have spam. Yeah, a spam comment. I thought it was actually a point because I thought I recognized the name. I did not. Cute. Great yeah. news, though. Now, if Blizzard could just figure out Raven software instead of trying to hide them and squelch a union vote, uh, things would be headed in the right direction. I wonder what the difference is between <laughs> Epic and Blizzard. And it can't possibly be the person who told us over a decade ago that he would pretty much do anything to destroy the working class people and make sure that games aren't fun for the developers or the players. We shall see. Two expansions came out this week, gang. Are you playing either of them? World of Warcraft 9, well, not expansion, 9.2 update to the Shadowlands expansion. And, of course, Destiny 2, Witch Queen is now available. Raise your hand if you are playing World of Warcraft. Raise your hand if you have tried Destiny the Witch Queen. I'm going to raise my hand for, for Yod. I'm hearing for his place, so I know he's playing the hell out of it. He is there definitely playing the hell out of it. Employees with benefits. Didn't Blizzard get into trouble for trying that? That's a different benefit, Martha. That's a different, <laughs> totally different definition of benefits. I'm actually really enjoying Destiny 2's uh, Witch Queen story so far. I thought the opening mission was really cool when I booted it up the, the first day. Uh, and, yeah, there's a couple spots that I don't quite like the, the way you have to basically grind it's a little longer than I would like, but, you know, you get through it. Uh, I'm actually really, really enjoying it. Again, Jason, we've talked about this before. I don't know how long I'll stick because it's one of those games that I'm just kind of like, well, I've played the main story, and there's 40 things in this log, and I don't really know what's worth doing, so I'm going to go play Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's my feeling on Destiny 2. It's like when I play it, it's cool. Because, like I said, it looks so cool. Like it, the the trailers they produce are top notch. Oh yeah, it looks cool. But after the 80th time you've done your special maneuver, you're like, okay, bunch of stuff dropped. All right, whatever. Next thing, move on. Yeah, like you said, it just it doesn't have that sticking power, and it, it's a it's a greedy game. It wants all your time. So it definitely is a greedy game. Disclosure, by the way, I did not pay for it. The copy was given to me for streaming uh, purposes. So we will be streaming it not today, but I'm planning to stream it next Friday. Um, that way, I'm already past all the the story stuff that might be a spoiler for people. So let yeah, us I know- get all my enjoyment from Destiny Two just by watching the trailers. That, that's all I need. <laughs> let us know if you are playing either expansion or patch in the comments below as we prep for more expansions over the next seven days, including End of Dragons, the the play um, or the Swords of Legends Online expansion coming in the first week of March. There. So lots of other expansions. We'll be covering it all on MMOBomb.com, so make sure you visit the site and check it all out. On that note, let's slide over and do the weekly bombs. Yeah, uh, K-Max excited for End of Dragons, and I know Jason is too. Uh, I'm going to give a dub bomb. My original dub bomb was to V Rising. There's some more dev bloggy stuff. It's not like news news, besides the fact that they say 
a beta, a closed beta is coming. Uh, but it was more like behind the scenes stuff. It is a really cool blog. Q wrote it up yesterday on the site. Go take a look at it. Some neat pictures and animations. If you like behind the scenes stuff, and I'm looking forward to V Rising. But uh, it's superseded now at this point uh, by Elden Ring. Now, I don't know if I'm going to rate Elden Ring at the 97 or 100% that a lot of uh, editors are giving it right now. I'm t way too early. I did not have early access to the game to be able to make that decision. But I am enjoying where I'm at so far, which is the first few opening hours of the game. In fact, like I was telling Havoc before the show, I was like, yeah, there's multiplayer, but it's multiplayer in the way Dark Souls, Demon Souls is, and I don't think that's really multiplayer enough to count to be able to stream it after the cast today, because <laughs> I really wanted to finish the show and, and play Elden Ring, but I don't think I can count it as multiplayer enough for a stream. So I'm going to give a dub bomb to V Rising and one to Elden Ring. Go ahead, Jason. I'm giving a bomb to the cycle. I know you're really unhappy about this. They they um, took a game we actually enjoyed and I think stabbed it in the heart for us. <laughs> well, it's like first of all they stabbed it in the heart because they were going to be like, oh, it's going to be hardcore. You you're going to go down to the planet. If you die, you lose your stuff. And now they're like, well, maybe you don't actually lose your stuff. You can buy insurance for your stuff. Then you might not lose it, but you still might. But we're going to put in. Oh, there's another thing. The salvage thing. They can also get it back with that. It's like they just put in all this crap for no reason other than probably to appeal to like six hardcore players who wanted to be super tough. We've all probably moved on from the game, so now that's why they're putting in the other thing because the playtesters are saying we don't like it this way. So Yeah, that's the hard thing they're too. Doing. They're trying to do like a, a reboot, but I don't – like was it big enough to really warrant a reboot? Like I don't think so, uh, you know, no. but – We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. When we can get our hands on it, we, of course, will stream it and do a, a new first look Maybe for it. Maybe you'll stream that. it. I don't know. <laughs> At this point, it's it, it slid way down on my list yeah. of things I'm interested yeah. in. Uh, go ahead, Q. What do you got? I'm going to go ahead and give yet another A-bomb to Activision Blizzard. I am sick of writing about you. I'm sick of hearing about your <laughs> stuff. Get your shit together so we can all move on. From the viewers, K-Max says, A-bomb to Elden Ring for FPS issues on PC. Yeah, there are some. I just kind of take that stuff in stride anymore. Uh, Dub-bomb for End of Dragons on the horizon. Finally, Nasagra, Dub-bomb for End of Dragons. Want to play it so much. There is a lot of hype. From the viewers, Box, giving a Dub-bomb to Lost Ark because I've been having a blast getting two characters to 50. We'll probably slow down here until the uh, Destroyer class releases because that's the one I'm most interested in trying next. Lots of people still sticking with the old Lost Ark there, Jason. They're still yep, so sticking is no, no, with no, the Lost 993. Ark. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, so there's over 800,000 800, playing right now. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Dubomb to Lost Ark. I agree with Jason and Zach. Having a great time at the moment as a filthy casual. Dubomb for a mobile game Super Auto Pets that is so addicting I had to un uninstall it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this so much. I gotta stop playing. What do you got? You know, I was like, when when Hearthstone first came out, I was like that too. I was like, I gotta put this down for a while. Were you really like you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seeing cards. Actually, in sleep. What, what really got me was the music, the little the sound, the music in the game. I had to mute that because I kept running. When I was, I'd go to bed at night. I just couldn't get it out of my head. So. Yeah, the whole Tetris effect going on, huh? Yeah. Or going back to the days of Mario when you would just hear like the little going down the tube sound in your head. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Q. 
dun, 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 dun. Anyway. Uh, Chaos Causer. Guild Wars 2 should have more players. One of my favorite MMORPGs. It baffles me how Final Fantasy has more players. It's so boring in comparison. People like boring. <laughs> Shut up. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Bored by Guild Wars 2. So. 7-Bit Brian <laughs> says, even after this change, talking about Guild Wars 2 and the Mystic Coin slash Fractals changes we talked about on last week's show, Fractals are still the most rewarding content by hour of play. The thing is, you could literally farm Fractals and get everything you need for Legendaries and the like and never participate in any other part of the game. This is spreading the rewards out more to encourage people to play more than just Fractals. And even after removing the Mystic Coins, Fractals still earn you the most gold per hour in-game as well as unique titles, weapons, drops, etc. And yeah, I mean, uh, setting aside titles and stuff like that, I did see like mathematical analysis of if you are farming gold, fractals will still be the way to go. To go, so I, I assume Seven Bit Brian is absolutely on point there. I can't speak to like the titles and weapons and and drops like that. Go ahead, Jason. First of all, first of all, Seven Bit Brian, there's an old name that goes back like yeah, way back yeah, yeah. I was days. I was delighted to see it. By the way, Brian, nice to see you. I hope you're sticking Second around. Second, he brings up a good point I wasn't even aware of, saying that you get everything you need from legendaries from doing fractals. And that reminds me, a lot of times when a game has like this one thing, like like one dungeon that you can run and get everything, if you if they change that, well, that's that's bad. If you can just do like one one tenth of one percent of the content, and do everything you want, that's bad for the game. Right. But when the developers try to change that, oh my god, do they get yelled at? <laughs> this is the one thing I grounded over and over every day, fifteen times a day. And you're gonna make a life do something else. You're terrible designers. You don't know what you're doing. So yeah, that 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 yeah. Go ahead, sir. Racy 101 is an absolute mad lad that Angel Investor was, talking about the uh, Titanfall guy. Truly living up to the moniker, and they still fucked it up. I'm honestly astonished by his generosity, and even after being temporarily robbed of his money, he still thought enough of the humanitarian cause and moral imperative to fund the desperate fool's father's me medical expenses. I don't know how many people that would have had that level of charity at any level. Yeah, I mean... I still... I'm just baffled. Absolutely mm -hmm. baffled. Go ahead, Q. Silver risk. A bomb to Earth Days being only 24 hours. So much to play these days. Also, sadly, Lost Ark is slowly losing me. I don't know what it is, but I'm too old to get into a thousand systems at once. Please just streamline it so my tired old bones can assimilate it easier. There are a ton of systems in Lost Ark. And I mean, if you do take the time, I do agree with something Zach tweeted the other day. I love how all the systems interconnect later in the game and, and work together. But it can be overwhelming, and you know it, it's very easy to just go. I don't want to bother learning this. I'm going to go play something that you know I don't have to relearn stuff. Dish I haven't gotten to that point yet, and I'm still I'm still seeing some of the menus saying this unlocks after so and so, and I'm like, yeah. oh, there's like six more of these menus. Yeah. <laughs> Dishwisher, the weekly a bomb goes to myself for all the things I meant to say here yet didn't. And yes, there have been many excuses that could be made, but I know if I really, really wanted to comment, I could have. Disclaimer, the comment is, uh, this comment is subject to change. Should I finally get my crap together and post what I actually want to post? Uh, Dishwisher, I don't believe, did. So I brought that comment to the show. <laughs> this is my favorite comment because I just A feel weird that. comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that I didn't comment, so I'm leaving a comment about how I didn't comment. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, question of the week last week. What is the best MMORPG expansion of all time and why? 
EIE7 says, question of the week. Man, I know End of Dragons is not out yet, but apart from the change they announced for Mystic Coins, that looks like a solid expansion. We got Fishing with Friends. We got a small robo-friend, new strike missions, and hell, some great-looking specializations. So my vote goes to that. Been playing the base game for a few months now and absolutely loving it. Looking forward to End of Dragons. If not End of Dragons, as it's not released yet... I would say Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Like, I don't even need to explain why. People literally waited in queue to play the game and still had a blast. Their servers were full all around the day because people were just flocking over to play. Hell, they even had to turn off their free trial. That's back on as of this week, by the way. Because there was no way it could handle all the new people coming to try the game. The trial is going to be back up now after months. Nuff said so we get we get a vote for a game that isn't out yet (laughs) and then just in case we don't count that they give us another one so well done on that question of the week answer go ahead jason uh first of all uh the bomb and chat by mad martha for bomb for jason i heard he's getting us all pizza literally like five seconds before you wrote that i got the message in discord that said it's arrived so we're we're steaming through these now <laughs> uh, box is questionably for me personally I would say Mr. Pandaria has always been my favorite it added probably my favorite location favorite class I played all the way from MOP till I finally quit in Shadowlands I know a lot of people wrote it off because Law Panda but genuinely it's such a fun expansion to look back on all the features and stuff too Q crap yeah. <laughs> we are not rushing that fast Q go ahead <laughs> no no uh, Vim question of the week I will have to say Wrath of the Lich King I played WoW a lot during Vanilla took a break during the Burning Crusade and came back for Wrath of the Lich King and have so many great memories from that expansion Especially for raiding Oldar with friends and my brother. Honorable mentions, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, Guild Wars Factions, Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire. Yeah, I was surprised that Wrath of, Lich King, Wrath of the Lich King didn't show up more than it actually did. Uh, it, it, it did show up, but I thought that was going to be one that just repeatedly was mentioned. Norelli says, honestly, for me, the Guild Wars 1 expansions were great, especially factions, which had a special place in my heart. I particularly loved the beautiful location and scenery. Hence my excitement for End of Dragons. I hope it lives up to my expectations and pink-clouded nostalgia, though. Fingers crossed. Another expansion I remember being very good was Diablo 2's Lord of Destruction. Hell yeah, back in the day. In recent years, though, I haven't felt like any expansion has been super good, at least for the games I've played. Honorable mention would be Final Fantasy XIV's Endwalker, which I've heard is incredible, but I haven't really played it myself. Thanks for the podcast, guys. No, Norelli, thank you for listening and commenting. Hope to see you in the comments on future shows as well. Go ahead, Jason. Flip Frost Fang says, for the question of the week, for me, Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire was an amazing expansion because it had a lot of new things. It was a massive in comparison to Heart of Thorns. Perhaps it was a bit too much. Maybe. I'm one of those rare guys who almost likes Heart of Thorns better. I know, I'm weird like that. Do you? Yeah. All right. You you get our Guild Wars 2 giveaway winner, Driznit86ZBT. What do mm. they have to say? Uh, for the question of the week, I'd have to go a little more with old school uh, Guild, Guild Wars 1 factions. It was an amazing expansion with the addition of the new areas in the original Kanta, as well as one of my all-time favorite classes, the Ritualist. Wolfwood chiming in saying, uh, for the question of the week, Guild Wars to have a uh, Path of Fire, I think is what they meant to say, was a good expansion. Looking forward to the new one, plus looking forward to the new expansion for Star Wars. (sighs) It's so short. It's really short. It's super short. Uh, Go ahead, Jason. Bruckner Catalan says, question of the week, I know it's not technically an expansion, but the original ESO turning into the Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, is my favorite. 
The game used to require a monthly sub, but was pretty linear, but then they removed the sub and made zone scale with your level, making the whole game content viable for leveling from the start. Yeah, it sounds cool. I'm too bad about that inventory bag, the crafting bag. <laughs> He's never, ever going to get over that. Nope. I don't have a question of the week. I totally spaced. I've meant oh, to come God. back and add one. Anybody got a question of the week? What game are you playing this month? Because oh, there's so many a, of them out there. That's actually a good question. I what just game? came up with that on the fly. There we go. <laughs> All right. So we'll put it in. What is your main game this month? The end of February into March with all these expansions, all of these new titles, whether they're multiplayer or not, what is your main game and why did it beat out everything else? Good job there, Jason. We, of course, will be back next Friday with another episode of the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Make sure you click like, subscribe, and follow and all that fun stuff. Come join us live sometime, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. Until next time, Q, where can everybody find you? King on Twitter at Cortland. Jason. On Twitter at Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at MMOBomb so we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast, stream, news article, first look video, giveaway, and so much more. Until next week, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.